This is Complete Sports Talk. I'm Dylan. This is John. And Super Bowl 54. Let's do it. Super Bowl weekend, baby. Woo! I personally think the 49ers are going to win it. What do you think the score is going to be? We have got just under 29 hours to kick off. Let's do it. 29 hours to kick off. Super Bowl 54. Niners! 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 I'm so excited. I'm just a little excited. Can you tell? Yeah, baby! Dude, I just I love the Super Bowl. I'm going for the 49ers because I think they're a better team overall. Plus, Kyle Shanahan played receiver at Texas, my favorite college. So, it's, there's a lot to it. Let's just get right to it. Dude, this has been a long time coming. And it's just been... I've been so excited. And then, just to start this off, uh, do you want to say Kobe, the eight others on there, Kobe and John, the seven others, it's been a difficult week. Uh, we just did a podcast on Kobe. So if you go and uh, if you just search, it's called Remembering Kobe. It's uh, season one, episode three. So got to mention it on this one because some of you may be coming straight to here and not looking through the upper other episodes. So don't want to go without mentioning it. But we knew that was going to take up a lot of time. And so we did an episode just on Kobe if you want to look for that. So not going to not going to talk about that too much on here. It'll probably be impossible to get through any sports talk without talking, without bringing it up. But I do want to let you know that we have an episode dedicated to Kobe, to Gianna, to the seven others. And so if you go there, you can hear uh, more of our thoughts on that. But uh, praying for all the families and love you, Kobe. So it's been, a, it's, I've been so excited for the Super Bowl. That happened last Sunday and that's kind of taken away some of my excitement from the Super Bowl, to be honest. Um, you know, just it was like on Sunday I came home and I did nothing but watch NBA Network for eight hours, mm-hmm. and my daughters didn't really understand. And then they were asking some things about the Super Bowl, and I was like, I don't even care right now, and I didn't honestly, you know. But I left work yesterday, and it was like I walked out of the building, and I instantly just got filled with joy, and I was like, and I literally got in my car and went woo. Super Bowl weekend, baby. Love football. There's nothing else like it, especially the Super Bowl. Let's just dive right into it. What do you do think it. the score will be? I've said 27-14 49ers. And people are saying I'm crazy for thinking that we're going to hold Kansas City to 14 points. But I don't know. That's just what I feel, and so that's what I'm going to say. I do think it can be high scoring. I do think it's very possible that it's higher than that, but that's what I felt, so I'm sticking with it, baby. It's not going to be the 10-3 of the last year against the Rams or Patriots. I think it's 38-35 49ers. The fact of the matter is Patrick Mahomes' bread and butter is when he gets out of the pocket and slings it downfield. Hill, Hartman, Watkins, or Kelsey, all the players that they have. The biggest thing that the 49ers defense can do, you got to contain Mahomes and what you have to do by that, what that basically means, keep him in the pocket first to turnovers early because once he gets out of the pocket, there's no way you can stop him. Keep him in the pocket first turnovers early and you'll be okay because they got one of the worst <coughs> running attacks this year because, of course, with Chiefs, the center of the offense is Patrick Mahomes. You stop him in first turnovers and he can't do half of what he does, they can win the game. They only have, what, 1,500 yards of rushing offense this year, and the 49ers have a bunch of what we talked about before, triple threat players that can do multiple positions at once. And Coleman amazingly is playing. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that on the news though. Yeah. They yeah. have both teams have zero Ooh. players out, zero player, zero players questionable. It's full team versus full team. So there ain't no excuses. The biggest thing that the 49ers are gonna do is mm. run the football. And obviously, in my opinion, Raheem Mostert is going to be the number one option. In the NFC Championship game, he had 29 carries, 220 yards, and four touchdowns. I believe five or more of those carries were for 19-plus miles an hour. What the 49ers do, especially that offensive line, they have him go right here. you got Staley, you got Kittle, and I think McKinney or whatever his name was. McGlinchey. McGlinchey, sorry. And they make you think that they're going to do... They're going to run the ball over here. It's a misdirection. And then misdirection make you think that they're going to do some type of jet sweep trick play. And then you have Kyle Juzie, who I can't pronounce it. Juice check. Juice Ju- check. Juice. Just call him Juice. Juice. Goes out the middle and like blocks this guy. And then you have basically Debo Samuel or Raheem Oster just run out the middle for 10, 15, 20 yards. The one they got to do early. It's not going to be, in my opinion, it's not going to be like the NFC Championship game. Jimmy Grapple is going to have to throw for over 250 yards. Yeah. you got to match what Patrick Mahomes does. But no matter what, because you know, the head of the offense is running the football. They run the football early and just have the stat. That gives Jimmy the confidence to get the ball to Debbie Samuel, Kendrick Bourne, Emmanuel Sanders, Kittle, Juice, um, McKinnon. Breda. Mozart, and Breda can do a couple plays here and there. They Kansas City is going to make Garoppolo beat them. They're gonna, but can they is the question because they they shut Henry down last week, but during the regular season they have the twenty sixth rank ranked rushing defense, mm-hmm. and the Forty ers are the best. I mean, two over two hundred yards the last two games, and so Niners are going to try and establish that, but I think Kansas City is going to load up and they're going to make Garoppolo beat them. But the thing is, and. I'll admit, the one thing I'm a little nervous about is Garoppolo hasn't had to do anything in the postseason. Mostert has just taken over, and they had, he, he's thrown for less than 10 passes in the divisional championship and the eight, NFC six championship. Eight, seven, seven yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And so, but he hasn't had to do anything, and you're absolutely not going to go away from that if it's working. There was a, in the postgame, after the NFC championship game, uh, Shanahan was asked, one of the reporters said, well, I don't got to ask you about how Garoppolo's arm is because he didn't have to throw. And, you know, why did you continue to go to the run? And he said, why would I, why would I not? How they dumb do you have to they be? They couldn't stop it. The center of that offense is running the football. And if I remember correctly, Bradshaw won a Super Bowl only throwing for 11 passes. So the, what the 49ers do is get all the running backs involved. And it's just simple. If you're doing the same thing over and over and over and they can't stop it, you're going to run it down their throats until they stop them. You're not going to go away from that. And so... Yeah. I think Kansas City is going to do everything they can to make Garoppolo beat him. But the thing is, is that Garoppolo can. He's proven that in, in New Orleans. And there's been games where it's on Garoppolo and he's won the game. The 49ers have such a complete team. And, of course, you know, I'm maybe speaking bias. It's my team. But they have a complete team and they have won in so many different ways. They've won where Garoppolo's had to throw for 400 yards. They've won where... Mostert has run for 200-plus. They've won where the defense makes you know the last play on the one-inch yard line. They've won. They've played every kind of game there is, and they've won in every way that you can, and they always find a way to do it. The games that they've lost is by a combined like 12 points, three games. Every game has been, with, been within one score. The Atlanta game, there was a you know final play that uh, 
so it, it made it look a little bit worse than it was. And but each loss has been on the last play of the game. They have not been they have not been blown out. And Kansas City, if we can stop the run and just put four guys up front and still get some pressure on Mahomes and let everyone sit back and cover Kelsey across the middle, cover Hill downfield, it's can Mahomes go off and can can the Kansas City Chiefs win? Absolutely. But I I honestly think that the 49ers have the better team. And this is Andy Reid is brilliant. Shanahan is brilliant. And the one thing that Shanahan hasn't had to do in the playoffs is show show his hand. He's ran the ball. You know he has some plays that he's been planning to use that he hasn't had to use. He's got his entire playbook and he hasn't had to use anything that he's been saving. And so, like in the New Orleans game, do you think, okay, what they're going to do is just try and run the ball, establish, you know, ball control, keep Breeze off the field? And what they do, they drove down their first drive with like six passes, not a single run, and scored a touchdown. Not what anybody was expecting them to do. And I don't think that's what they'll do here, but Shanahan wouldn't surprise me. He'll do anything, but I think they're going to do what they can to establish a run, and they're not going to come out and throw six times in a row. But I think that they can do what they need to do to win the game. A couple of things that people have talked about. You could say that they have a stacked roster, but really what happens is coaching. You have all of these guys that you have. Coaching is being able to have each player play to their best of the ability. You have Raheem Elster, who was undrafted in 2015, was cut by six teams, was on the 49ers practice squad in 2016, and was going to be cut again because I guess kept fumbles and turnovers. But then Kyle Shane is like, hey, come here. You can do this. Try again. And he ends up being the leading rusher for the for the season for the 49ers and in the playoffs. Raheem Mozart here He's been killing has 41 it carries, 278 yards, four touchdowns, averaging 139 yards per game for the last two games. Of course, two touchdowns per game. And what helps is the offensive line has played phenomenal. And that clears the gap for Mozart to go over here, over here, or over here. What help also helps is that in that NFC Championship game, that Packers defense was awful. They cannot tackle worth anything. And if you have a guy that has five plus carries, 19 plus miles an hour, you cannot stop them. The fact of the matter is, is that Garoppolo is disrespected. What he does, it's not, a true football fan does, it's not just about yards, touchdowns, interceptions. Because when they are trailing, Jimmy Garoppolo's QBR rating is 117.0. But nobody's going to talk about that. You're going to talk about he is, uh, turns the ball over too much. He just doesn't able to read the play. He's not able to read the defense and what kind of main coverage or cover three, cover four, blitz, whatever they're trying to do. He threw from the 4,000 yards, top six, seven in touchdowns, and had a 100-something rating. So he's an effective quarterback, but people always dog on the 49ers. Oh, he's not throwing the ball 250 yards a game. Well, that's not what they need to do. That's not like Kansas City, where Patrick Mahomes has to throw for over 300 yards a game for the most part. Because that's the center of that offense. Center offense is, for them, for the 49ers, is running the football. and need him to throw 200-plus yards a game when they need him to. They don't need him to do that per game. That's not what they paid him. They, keep him. they paid him to keep them in games, and he has done that effectively as a starter. And if he if he has to pass, he can't. And the thing is, they don't. The 49ers don't just run the ball through the running backs either. 
you know, they get running yards off of getting Debo on reverses and Debo just after he has the ball in his hands, you know, he one point late in the season, he was leading all NFL players with missed tackles caused and they can do it in a lot of different ways with running the ball as well. And so, you know, they're after the play action on play action plays they're you know, Jimmy's QBR is incredible and they just have a lot of different things that they can do, a lot of different weapons they can use. I think Juszczyk is going to have a couple completions, catches. There's going to be, you know, one where he sneaks out down the down the sideline for 40 yards. There's, you know, in the game against the Saints, they did pull out a lot of trick plays. You know, Emmanuel Sanders had a touchdown pass. You know, and I'm, I'm just wondering, is Shanahan going to get tricky? Is he going to pull some of those? I think that he's got those in the bag if it, we have to use them. It helps. When him be able to do those trick plays, we have multiple guys that can do play multiple positions at once. If you just have a basic player with no disrespect to Julio Jones or Odell, but they're a receiver, they catch and they get touchdowns. When you have those dual threat, triple threat guys, it makes gives you thinking the ability to think of these new plays. I guarantee, you, like you talked about, there's going to be multiple plays they haven't done because they didn't need him to throw the ball that much. Or we're going to see trick plays that they haven't done, and. It just gives the 49ers the advantage. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun, man. If I was not a 49ers fan, with the four teams that were left, this is the matchup I would have wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Mahomes and their offense against the 49ers defense. Everybody's healthy. When we've had everybody healthy on the field. Nobody beats them. It's, yeah, nobody's beat us. And so we have everybody, like I said, both teams have zero players even questionable. So it's it's full go, man. It's full go. I'm excited. Excited, though, with people, they're 7-1 away their away record they're six and two at home despite having the last eight the last eight games having the toughest eight game stretch at the end of the season 10 and two in the conference and five one in division so i mean there's just they just a lot of ways that they can win with the football and the one thing the thing that is good is that you know garoppolo hasn't even played a snap in a super bowl but he's been to two he's been through the process he saw how tom brady handled it he knows what the media is like. He had that at least to to lean on, and it wasn't all a surprise to him. So he's never been in this position. He's never been the starter. He's never played a game, a snap in the Super Bowl. But he's been through the experience twice. Richard Sherman's been through it twice, won one of them. They have those guys that they can talk to everybody else, tell the young guys you know what to expect and when they were there. And then it's all, of course, it's different seeing it firsthand. But I think the fact that Garoppolo has been through it twice is huge. Their offense is nothing I've never seen in my lifetime. I've seen a bunch of trick plays. You can do it with the receiver or tight end. But what, I don't remember what show it was, but we talked about, they got receivers that are willing to help the team block or throw or catch. They're not just, oh, I'm just going to get 10 targets a game and that is it, like Tony Brown or all these other players have done. And that's what made the team very successful. The, and I think Kittle's going to have a big game too. He hasn't. He's. I think the last game he only had like three pass attempts to him. He caught one or two passes, but Kittle has an impact on the game even when he's not catching the ball. Mm-hmm. He's the best blocking tight end in football. Zero question. The debate is, you know, who's the best tight end? Kelsey Kittle. I think it's very cool that we get to see both of them in this game, and just Kittle will have an impact even if he doesn't run. If he doesn't catch the ball and doesn't have huge stats. He's still a critical part of the offense, just like Juszczyk. When he when Juszczyk was out, their rushing yards went way down. He's the he's the heart of that run game. And so 
But I expect Kittle, there's definitely some plays plays in there for Kittle, and I expect him to have, you know, at least five, six catches. Kittle's better than Travis Kelsey. If you're talking about statistically, it's obviously Travis Kelsey. But they can win games without Travis Kelsey. You got Tyree Kill, Hartman, Watkins, all of these other players. Yeah, Watkins when, is Watkins has kind of been a Well he's been he make but he's not like an elite receiver, but he's in games he'll make a clutch catch or two. But I believe it was two or three games this year when Kittle was out. Fortinars won some of those games, but their identity, the office just wasn't the same without George Kittle. George Hill is going to at least have, what, 8 to 10 targets, maybe 100 yards, and a touchdown or two. Get him involved early in the red zone, and they have a chance. And he, he's just one of the guys, you know, he'll, he'll, him and Debo, I love watching after they got the ball in their hands. They're just fun. Kittle has said, you know, I think I mentioned it last week, he just, he enjoys hitting the defenders. You know, he looks for that contact, and as the game goes on, he's going to wear them down. So he doesn't, he doesn't avoid contact, and he looks to lay the hit on them harder than they're going to lay it on him. And so just got to get the ball in his hands and let him do his thing. The same thing with Debo. The thing I'm – turnovers is – every football game, turnovers is huge, and we've got we've to not have turnovers. The Flat one out. thing that... You can't give Mahomes extra possessions. That Chiefs do, they're in a very effective red zone football team. Because when they get in the run zone, or it's third and short, who did they give it to? And I predicted this multiple times. Travis Kelsey. But what the 49ers have the advantage over the Chiefs, their top six red zone touchdowns allowed. Which basically means if they get in that red zone, they're going to have a hard time against the 49ers because the 49ers know to get to the red zone, they give it to Kelsey. So they're going to stop him. They're going to get him distracted early in the red zone. And that is phenomenal. When the they're top two in points, top four in yards, top two in rushing yards, what they're going to have to do if they get the ball first, which they need to do, run the ball and run the clock down, and they'll have a chance. Yeah, it's, it's going to be – I'm excited, man. I just think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be but fun. What helps, I believe – the Chiefs had the top top twenty three, top twenty six worst rushing attack defense in the NFL. Like we talked about regular season twenty six. Regular season yeah. So basically, what that means is the Fortnite ers know. Hey, if you watch film, even though we didn't play in the regular season, we know you cannot stop the run. So we're gonna get Mozart involved early. Juice, um, Kendrick Bourne, Kittle, all of these guys. Because the fact of the matter is, when you have those triple threat players, you can stop Kittle. You can stop Bourne, you can stop Debo Samuel, but you still got all of these other players that can effectively run the football. And that's what that's just what the Fortnite's have the advantage over. They have more offensive weapons that can do more than one position at once. And Mahomes the Fortnite's have struggled with mobile quarterbacks. And Mahomes is he's not like Lamar Jackson. He's not that type of quarterback in as far as, you know, his rushing yards per game that Jackson had but he's extremely crafty he gets out he throws on the run you know possibly better than anybody I mean he gets out he rolls to his right to his left he's going to his left he'll jump and twist in the air and get it out underhand and all these different crazy angles and he's he's just good so the if he gets in there and just goes off then it could be rough for the Niners mentally 
the Chiefs are a better team, even though I picked the 49ers to win. Because in the division round and in the championship game, because I remember we had that bet in the division round, and I was wrong, okay? I was wrong. And they Thank were you down. for my Starbucks. Shut up, I'm asking. <laughs> um, but basically, they were down by multiple scores, and they stick to the game plan. They stick to what they do best. And, of course, they were up by four or five points at halftime against Houston. Again, it happened in the AFC Championship game. It was 10 to nothing. And, of course, the identity of the Tennessee offense is giving Derrick Henry the football. Of course, when they're down, they lose the game because you can't be down by a score or two and expect to run the ball and win the game. Tannehill throws the interception, I believe, to Tyron Matthew. And that is the key to turning around that football game. Because when they were down, when the Tennessee Times were down, they had Tannehill throwing the ball over and over and over. They panicked. They didn't stick to the game plan and what they do best. And that's what cost them the game. The Chiefs stick to the game plan. And that helped them win the football game. The they, 49ers need to, if 49ers stick to their game plan, they one play at a time, keep calm, keep your structure, then you win the game. And Chiefs can just score points so fast. And even if, you know, if the 49ers get up in this game... You know it's not it's not over. Yeah, they could be up by twenty four points. It ain't over. It's not over. You could be up by forty five, but it's not over until the clock says zero and it is done. And you guys stick to your game plan what you do best. Because if you don't, it goes bad real fast. Just ask the Tennessee Titans. And on the solid side note with that, this was the Tennessee year when they started going up and winning games. This was their win win it all or nothing. Because now they have 25, 26 upcoming free agents. 26 free agents that are available for wow. a new contract. So basically, all of those defensive guys, all of those years were wasted because they had Marcus Mario. Now that they're getting older, they're all free agents, and it's going to break apart what they had. When you stick to your game plan, no matter what happens, you win games. Tom Brady did it, Patrick Mahomes did it. And the 49ers do what the Chiefs did, sticking to the game, running the football, giving Jimmy G the ball, being him throwing after they get consistent with the running game to win the game. And like I said, the, the Chiefs are going to do everything they can to make Jimmy beat them. So if they can't get that run game going and they've got to alter from that path and what would be their original game plan, you know, they've, they've got a plan for that. And, you know, we'll have to see what it is and if they can execute it. But... I think Kansas City's, like I said, they're going to load the box. They're going to do everything they can to stop the run and make Garoppolo beat them because they think that'll be their best chance. But I think Garoppolo's game for it. So I think it gives them the chance to have all these double-threat, triple-threat guys because the Kansas City Chiefs are top 20 in red zone touchdowns. Which basically means in the red zone, despite having that key third, th- sorry, that key third down tight end, they struggle in the red zone. You got Bosa, Deeper, Quan Alexander, Skupuizzi, this tart, what I can't pronounce it right. All the guys that you have that are effective in the red zone, and also we know Richard Sherman's effective in the red zone, just ask Michael Crabtree. <laughs> and <laughs> when they do that, that's going to help. What is going to establish the, if the 49ers win, which they will, they cannot stop the Chiefs in the red zone. The Chiefs get it going, Proctor Holmes gets out of the pocket and keeps doing what they're doing. If they stop them in the red zone, because they'll be in the red zone multiple times. That's just what happens with the Chiefs. They stop them in the red zone. It's all game over. It's going to be interesting with the speed 
there's been a lot of talk about how fast Kansas City Chiefs are. And, the, and I, I saw something the other day that said this is going to be statistically the fastest Super Bowl ever because it had like with most hurt speed, there was more guys in this game that had hit a certain mile per hour, 19, 20, whatever it was, than there's ever been in a single game before. And so Quan Alexander being back for the 49ers is huge because he, Drake Greenlaw has had an incredible rookie season. He's the one that made that hit on uh, Hollister in the Seattle game to win the West on the one-inch line. One-inch line for them being the fifth seed in the NFC. In the previous game against Seattle, in overtime, he had an interception on Russell Wilson. And he's had an incredible rookie season, but he's not as fast. Quan Alexander is fast, and he's everywhere. And there's going to... Kelsey doesn't have a lot of deep plays. He's a lot of over-the-middle slants and things, and they're going to be they're going to be on that. Quan Alexander, I think, is absolutely key for the 49ers being back because of his speed at that linebacker position. But the Chiefs' defense, they've allowed, what, 308 points. They allowed 20 points per game, almost 5,600 yards allowed. They're allowing all of these big plays, 3,500 passing yards allowed, 21 touchdowns. They've allowed over 2,000 rushing yards this year. So one of the key things that that defense is, they can maybe stop the pass, they can maybe distract the quarterback, but they can't stop the run. So for the first time... If they focus on that, though, which they're going to do, then they can. But they can, but you have so many players that can run with the football, how are you supposed to... How are you going to stop all of them? You can stop Bourne, you can stop Sanders or Kittle or Juice, but you still have Breda, McKinnon, and Raheem Mostert. That can run the football or do like a jet sweep, blah, jet sweep type of play. So you can stop the running game because usually when you say stop the running game, that's a, you're saying McKinney, you mean Coleman. Coleman, sorry. Yeah. When you have teams to stop him. the running game, usually mean they have one good running back. If you stop him, it's over. Just like what the Patriots did in the Super Bowl last year. But they have multiple running backs, and I don't see how they can stop the running game at a whole completely at all. If if they if they can't stop the run, it's over. That's going to be It's not going to be quick. like the NFC Championship game. I th- it's going to be a close game. I still say 38-35 to because it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a no-biter. I'm not going to take any pee breaks. I'm not going to go take a dump. I'm nothing. I'm going <laughs> to watch every second of that football game. Oh, yeah. Always. So I'm pumped, man. I just I love the Super Bowl. I love everything about it. And uh, there was something the other day calling Drip Bayless. And there was a thing the other day where... Uh, he just, I don't know, it's just a lot's going to happen in the Super Bowl. I think what's effective for the Chiefs, there's a story that came out this week. They're going to give Patrick Mahomes a new contract, but not for what's been reported for another 12 to 15 months. Obviously, you know, the cap goes up, Kelsey's getting older, all these other players are getting older. He played Tyreek Hill. Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he's going to get more money. If they lose, he won't get as much money. We don't know. Is he going to get paid in a year or pay this off? Oh, he's he's going to get paid no matter what. He's going to get paid, but what will determine how much he gets paid is if they win or lose the Super Bowl. Maybe not by much, but this is the first Super Bowl the Chiefs have been in since January 11, 1970 against yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. 50 years. And how old were you in 1970? Negative uh, <laughs> eight. Okay, so... I wasn't even conceived in 20 and a half. But the point is, they have been in the Super Bowl in a long time. Andy Reid has not been in the Super Bowl since 2004 against the Patriots. And we know what happened was there. They lost. 
He has a ring, but not as a head coach. And if he doesn't, even if the Chiefs lose, Andy Reid's still a Hall of Fame coach. He's one of oh, the yeah. best offensive coaches in the NFL of all time. I think when the time Shanahan's done, he's going to be he's going to be there too. This this is Shanahan is so smart. I don't know how he does it, but he's he's phenomenal. He gets it from his dad. It's just growing up football. His entire life has been football. From the time he could walk, he's you know with his dad and on the sidelines. Ball boy and everything else. His entire life has been football, and just to see the things that he creates and the plays, and that's where I think they have the advantage. It's like he's wherever the game goes, the Forty ers will be ready for it. And so, I mean, I don't want to sound. I already said I don't want to sound like I think this game is over. It's the Kansas City Chiefs have a very, very good team. They're very fast. Mahomes is just incredible. And they can absolutely win the game. But I think anywhere the 49ers have to go with it, they can. And people are talking about the a lot about the offense and the speed of the offense, but not as much about the 49ers' defense. And when they've all been healthy, they have shut teams down, flat out shut them down. And so you're not going to be able to shut Kansas City down, but... Contain them. Contain them. And, uh, you know, when you get... You know, I mean, the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, last Super Bowl, 2012... They did not win that Super Bowl because of Richard Sherman on Crabtree. Yeah, Michael and Crabtree, remember that's, that. <laughs> you know, Sherman, Sherman is incredibly smart. He's, of course, he's a little bit older. He's lost a step. So, But the way he uses the sideline and just the way he plays is smart. And when you're in the open field, he can get at Ram. But like you were, you were saying in the red zone, when they, they, when they get in the red zone, you don't have to worry about the speed as much. I mean, there's speed with your cuts and coming across the middle and things like that. But they'll be able to to lock down on them in the red zone and not have to worry about somebody blowing by them, which is my concern is that somebody, you know, they have a couple deep, just deep balls where, you know, Sherman just flat out gets beat because he can't keep up with Hill or, you know, whatever it is. But, um, I mean, this game could go so many different angles. That's what I'm excited to see what Shanahan has created. I'm excited to see what Reed has created, what the approach is going to be on both of them and just how it, how it plays out. It's going to be fun. The key thing for the 49ers after the Super Bowl is be able to keep all of your players. Because we said this in past Super Bowls. Players will win a Super Bowl, they'll get hyped up, they'll hit free agency, and then they they leave. So as long as they keep these players together, they'll have many successful years, and I believe they'll win multiple Super Bowls. Well, they've got... They've got some players up that need to get paid, and it's DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead. And I don't see both of them staying. And Armstead, he's had a great year. This is the best year that he's had by far, which is conveniently a contract year. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if you're if you're talking Buckner or Armstead, it's Buckner, Buckner all sure. day, all day. So I don't I don't think Arm I don't think Armstead's going to be able to stay mm-hmm. unless he's willing to take a little bit less and stay with the team that he's grown with. But I think Armstead's going to be in a different jersey next year. Because people, um, DeForest Buckner gets disrespected because he had J.J. Watt, Aaron Dahl, and all these other guys. But he's an effective defensive tackle. If he can get the puck to Mahomes early while he's in the pocket, it's over. And that's what, since Ford, you know, since Ford has been back, that's that frees up Bosa a lot because Bosa was getting double teamed, and he still will. But you've got Ford on the other side, and Bosa is overall better but you can't you can't just deforward at all and not account for him. So mm-hmm. when he when we had you know Solomon Thomas who is an inside player, he's his whole career 
we've been having him on the outside where he's not, that's not his position. So since getting Bosa and Ford, it's allowed Solomon Thomas to slide inside and he's had a solid year also. But when he's having to play in, then you can focus more on Bosa. But with Ford in there and the Forrest Buckner and you got Bosa on the other end and it's just, you know, they've got to, they're going to be able to stop the run. And so I see them, if we can get pressure on Mahomes, keep him contained. But the thing is, even if you get pressure on him, he slides out and he throws so good on the run, man. Mm -hmm. So good on the run. And that's, a lot of times he can keep a play for so live that defenders out there, they have their back to the ball. They think the play's over because it's been 10 seconds. You know, Mahomes is still doing his thing back there and still slings it out. And so, you know, you just got to stay on him until you know the play's dead. Keep Mahomes contained. And uh, I'm not really worried about him running too much. Yeah, he's I mean, been the leading rusher in the playoffs, even though they don't have an effective running game with it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not Lamar Jackson with the ball in his hands. Mm, But what he does, keeping the play alive and moving around back there so that he can throw it is is his his thing. It's not as much running the ball, even though he absolutely can. I'm not, you know, even if we give up a few runs to him, I'm okay with that. It's just a matter of not letting him hold the ball for 15 seconds and run around until somebody gets open. You let him hold the ball that long, somebody's going to get open. He's going to get it. He makes those type of throws that nobody else will because nobody has the arm. Like Patrick Mahomes, what we see more Patrick Mahomes than we wouldn't have if he was on another team. You have receiver abilities that enhance Patrick Mahomes and his stats. You have speed in Tyreek Hill, Travis Kessley, Hartman, and occasionally Watkins. If you just had a regular receiver like a Odell Beckham or or Jarvis Landry, you wouldn't see as much of Patrick Mahomes, and that gives him that advantage. But the Chiefs aren't winning the Super Bowl. It's a close game. It's just not gonna happen. Sorry, Mahomes. We shall see, man. It's been it's been twenty five years since the Niners won it. We were there in twenty twelve. Last time they won it, Blockbuster was around. Sorry, that's <laughs> But well, here in Cowboy territory, you know, it's been how long since the Cowboys have even won a playoff game? Uh, it's a year so. before my parents met. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents met in ninety six. So think about how long it's been. Um. And no, even the 49ers win the game by rushing the ball, and Garoppolo doesn't have to throw very much. There's going to be all these trash talk things about it. And I'm like, you know what? I couldn't care less. I don't care if he throws the ball two times, yeah. but what, whatever it takes to get the W. What? I did a Joy Taylor, whatever her name was, the just whatever, but the Colin Coward on the herd. It's about wins and losses. You win the game, that's all that matters. Because even though he only threw for like six pass or eight passes, six of eight percent of seven yards. He didn't turn the ball over. It could be easy to do that when you don't throw that many passes to get cocky because he got the running game. He kept composure even though he only completed six passes. Yeah, he's he's gotta he's gotta put the ball on target. Some of his interceptions they say were off of people's hands. Like they were off their hands because it wasn't a good pass. Mm-hmm. And so there were definitely some that went straight through the receiver's hands that were intercepted, but there were some that were thrown behind and things and so maybe the receiver should have caught it but if he would have put it in a better place it wouldn't have been a pick so he's got a he's got to play solid he's had some fumbles too you know i mean he's just we can't we can't i think if we turn the ball over more than one time no then, you can't turn a ball around especially in the super bowl yeah, because, they turn it over more than once it's they're gonna lose the game they got established running game like i said first get that him comfortable we can do this and then you start throwing a couple passes mixed in with the running game. I probably already said this, I forgot. But trailing in the regular season, 117.0 is Jimmy Garoppolo's QBR rating. 
for me, that gets him the advantage in the Super Bowl. Obviously, you keep, they keep comparing the arm talent from Garoppolo to Mahomes. First of all, we know who has a better arm. It's Mahomes. But it doesn't matter if he has a better arm. Is that the 49ers have a more complete team. And that's all that matters. You can have a complete team for the Chiefs. But if you shut down Mahomes, it's over. If you shut down maybe Garoppolo didn't throw four or five passes, you still have the running game. You still have those inside defensive players. So it's more complete team for the 49ers. And Garoppolo's QBR, I don't know what it is, but after an interception is very high too. So when he throws it over, he gets when he when he throws an interception, he gets locked in. And so I hope he, I hope he doesn't throw one so we don't have to see that. I think they but, cannot turn the ball over at all because you give the Chiefs a little bit of an advantage, they get in that, but then they stick to the game plan and they win the game. Give them any advantage, like the Texans did. They got cocky. They were up 20-plus points. They started to slow down, and they gave the Chiefs the advantage in that football game. Yeah, I mean, it can, it can play out so many different ways. That's what, I mean, are the Niners going to run the ball for 200 yards? Yes. Are they going <laughs> to? No, sorry, yes. <laughs> is Garoppolo going to throw for 300 plus? You know, they have to do that. It, yes. Is He has to, sorry. And how? And the best, I guess the question is not really, I'm not worried about the Chiefs running the ball too much with a running back, you know, not, not counting Mahomes' rushing yards, but... Is he going to go off? Are they going to be able to control him? You know, is it going to be a shootout? Is it going to be more of a grind? I mean, there are so many grind. different paths that this game can take, and that's why it's so – you don't know what's going to happen. Really, I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers come out and are able to shut him down and win by a couple scores. And really, it could get ugly. I don't see it happening against the Niners' defense, but it could get ugly where Mahomes just goes off and they win by a couple scores. I mean, they, there's so many different – ways that this game can go and it's a huge question and that's you know a lot of times you you know what you're getting in the Super Bowl and it's a matter of who's going to do it better here not really sure what you're going to get I think the amount of blitz amount of blitzing against Mahomes needs to be contained you can't blitz every four or five plays because wait like I said before he'll run out of the pocket and throw the ball deep so you got to be a little bit of man coverage, cover one, two, three, four. Yeah, they need to be able to get to him time. without the blitz and keep those people back. Exactly. If you can keep him in the pocket, you have a very high chance of winning the game. But the defensive players in the Niners are fast, too. So even if he gets out, he's not going to have a lot of time to like he normally would. Because D4 is that run. He's like the speed, speed defensive player. If you can get him to Mahomes and Bosa on the other side. Not Bosa going like this, but kind of going like this. Because Patrick Holmes would just whoop, and get Bosa over here, D Ford over here, then they have a chance. Because D Ford knows how the Chiefs do it. He used to be part of the Chiefs. He was a free agency requirement this offseason. So he knows how Patrick Mahomes does it. And that can give them the advantage in this game. So you see Frank Clark talking all this trash <laughs> all week. He was talking about that with that uh, 2018 championship game or something. The AFC championship game, yeah. That penalty last year. It was when, and I even, I remember that play. I haven't even looked it up since he said it, but Mm -hmm. I remember from watching it, is D4 lined up off sides. And it gave, it gave the Patriots a first down. And so Frank Clark said, I didn't even, I didn't even know, what do you say? I didn't even know his name until, I had never heard his name. Oh. (laughs) Until that penalty call. And it's like, What? So yeah, that guy's doing a lot of trash talking, and 
Ford said, I'll just let my, you know, I'll let my game do the talking. I was like, dude, first of all, then y'all should have played better in the game to not have it go into overtime. But nobody says that. It's just, there's... Fine Irons are going to win this game, but Grappling cannot get in his own head. Run the ball. I'll say this over and over because it's true. Run the ball, get a couple passes with the running game, and they have a good chance. Frank Clark, I got two words for you. Shut it, big man. Go out there and do your talking, okay? Shut up! Just shut up! And you know got what, it? Frank Clark, what you can do, since you haven't really backed up, you haven't been a top five defensive player, you can just be quiet and you. Like, just get, I don't need your bull jack. Okay, we're talking about big defensive games. They like talk about Frank Clark, he's a good player, but no. Unless you can back it up, shut your mouth, sit on your ass, and play. If you can't play, you're going to get roasted on Twitter. I promise you. He, he's just doing it. You and your... He's... Alright. <laughs> he can play. He can absolutely play. But it's, he's doing so much trash talking. And if that's how he gets fired up, that's fine with me. All he's doing all he's doing is giving us ammo and giving D4 ammo. So they, I don't, the 49ers you know, I don't, I don't doubt him all year. I doubt the 49ers have said they're going to be 4-12 and miss the playoffs. But, of course, I was wrong. I can admit that. But you can trash talk. But if you can back it up like Sherman has his career, then great. But if you can't, shut your mouth and play better. And Sherman grew up in Compton. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was when Kobe was at the height of his career. Mm -hmm. And so Kobe was an icon to Sherman. And then Kobe tore his Achilles. And I remember watching that game, and I saw it. I knew it was his Achilles. And then he got up and he was walking, and I'm like, maybe it wasn't fully torn? You know what? And that dude gets up there in a close game, hits two free throws, and, and then walks, walks the off bench. the court. And, and so when Sherman and Sherman said he saw that, when he after he tore his Achilles, Kobe reached out to him because he had been through it. And Kobe and him had got together. Kobe helped him with his rehab a little bit, and they had been really good friends since then. And so Richard Sherman growing up in Compton, why Kobe is the biggest sports star in the world at that point. Mm -hmm. And then getting to have time with him one-on-one and having him be able to give him advice and Kobe to be able to show him how he came back and what he did after that injury, telling Sherman he can do it as well. They just spent a lot of time together and became good friends after that. And so I just hope that uh, you know Sherman can channel that Mamba mentality and get out there and you know play inspired football and play and do it for Kobe. Well, of course he can. He negotiated his contract in twenty eighteen. Did it himself. People laughed at him. And he proved it wrong. He's done it over and over and over. I love trash talk when you can back it up. Because trash talk without backing it up is sound like a five year old. You're complaining. Just shut up. But yeah, he's able to back it up. It's and he bet. He bet on himself. The way they mm-hmm. set up that contract was he wasn't really going to get paid unless he made the Pro Bowl, and he did all these other things. And so he, he said, made all Pro too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and he said, "I'm going to," and he got a bonus for that as right. well. And you six, know, and so it was like mm-hmm. it was however many million was the contract, and it was more than doubled or millions of additional dollars for individual achievements of the Pro Bowl and All Pro and that stuff. And so he bet on himself coming off an Achilles injury. 
didn't have anyone represent him. He represented himself. They called him crazy, and he knew what he was doing, obviously. He knew what he could do, there and he had a, confidence in himself. There was a report this week that apparently the Lions offered him a lot more money, and he rejected it because of the culture. And, like, first of all, it's not just because of the culture. You're not going to make the playoffs. You're going to be sitting it's on the your Lions. ass. It's <laughs> the Lions. They don't care about winning. Matt Patricia, they don't care if they win or lose. You could have maybe Darius Slay and Richard Sherman. That would be great, but for the mo- for the longest time, the Lions have had a terrible defense. You can go to them and get more money, but this tells me why Sherman is humble. He cares more about winning than getting the money. He's already gotten a lot of money over his career with the commercials and everything else. He cares more about championships than a scoring title or getting $50 million guaranteed. He cares more about winning. And just for him to be able to leave Seattle... Come to the 49ers. After trash talking Michael Crabtree five years before. <laughs> Come to the 49ers, win a game to win the West, which gave them the path at home to the Super Bowl. And to top it off with winning a Super Bowl with the 49ers after what he did with the Seahawks would just be, would be incredible. And I'll be the first to admit I could not stand Richard Sherman as the Seahawks. Well, I, I loved just, it. I loved I, him as a – he was one of the best – and I loved him – because that was when Darrell Rivers was still in the league at the time. And I believe Darrell Rivers was on the Patriots when they played in that Super Bowl, that Malcolm Butler interception. So. And, I mean, I respected <laughs> his game as a player, but I could not stand him. It was just, he was cocky, all the But you can back it up. So was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. I'm talking from a 49ers fan perspective. You're talking from a Broncos fan where you didn't have that rivalry with No, it has him. nothing so to do with the rivalry. It's about... Him being cocky, but he backed it up. Kobe Bryant did the exact same thing. He said, if Michael Jordan and him were both in their prime, I would beat him. Well, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. But the point is, cocky, he backed it up. When Kobe Bryant was drafted, backed it up. Sherman was in the fifth or sixth round, trash talk, backed it up. So it but, doesn't matter for his trash talk. If you can back it up, who cares? So I, when he's a Seahawk, I could not stand him. And when the Niners got him, it's still, I was a little bit like, eh. But he's come in, and he's gotten older, and he's matured. You don't see nearly as much of that trash talk now. He just wants to win now. And coming in, and the 49ers are so young to have his experience and his Super Bowl experience and his ring he can show them and just come in and be a leader. He's, you know, he's been nothing but incredible for the 49ers. So I love the guy. I have respect for him. Coming out of Compton, going to... Played at Stanford. Playing at Stanford and just, you know, a smart... Smart guy, you talked to him some of his post game interviews and just different things, and he uses words where I'm like, What is that? <laughs> I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> but there's still people that, and I loved him, not even if it was a rival against the Broncos, which it wasn't. They destroyed my Broncos in the Super Bowl. Now I'm forever scarred by that. But so, he's, he's an amazing player. And uh, during the playoff, for the playoffs, we started off the season, I was wearing my Bosa jersey that I just got. And we started off the season, you know, eight and zero, and that jersey didn't get washed. It didn't get it. It it got worn during games, and my wife was like, "You want me to wash that?" I'm like, "No, you're gonna wash the good luck Wait, off." Are it. you saying it smelled like? <laughs> I mean, come on. I was more. Con- I know Bosa was a good player, but I was more concerned because coming out of college, he had an injury history. We talked about that. If he yeah. can stay healthy, he's a great player and should win. Ricky. He had had so many. You know, he finished his high school career on an ACL injury. He finished his college career with a core injury. And so I was absolutely worried about the the injury history. But he's come in. He's stayed healthy. He's played, I mean, 
and absolutely incredible to change the defense. But so I started off the season wearing his jersey, and then we lost the game, so I went to another one. During the playoffs, I was like, all right, we got to work up some of this early season magic. I started wearing his jersey again, and now I'll have my I'll have my Kobe shirt on underneath my Bosa jersey tomorrow, and just to be able to I know Forty Nineers Northern California team, Lakers Southern California team, but just to bring able be able to bring it back to the West Coast and bring the championship to California. There's a lot of 49er fans that are Laker fans because they grew up with their parents watching Showtime and all that stuff. And so there's a lot of 49er fans that are Laker fans. And with just what that city's having to deal with and those fans, I think it would be incredible if the 49ers can win it and bring it, bring some joy and some happiness to the West Coast and to some of the people there that were Kobe fans and 49er fans. I think if they do win the Super Bowl, which they will, they're going to have a hard-fought game. Are the fans of painting and Garoppolo going to change, or is it going to be the same? Say that again. If the 49ers win the Super Bowl, which they will, because it'll be a hard-fought game, will the people and the fans of the 49ers and people that don't follow the 49ers, were their, will their opinion of Jimmy Garoppolo change? It depends on what he does in the Super Bowl. If Mostert runs for 220 and he throws eight passes, no. If he, still, but it's like, and I don't understand. There, even a lot of 49ers fans are saying that he's the weak part of the team. And I don't see he's got the fourth wait, most passing yards in 49ers history. We had Joe Montana and Steve Young for how many years? And he's had a good season. The turnovers have gone down drastically the last half of the season. He was top six and top seven in yards. He also, when they're trailing, again, 170.0 for the QB, QBR rating when they're trailing. So I'm sorry. Does that what is that? Was that you're gonna just leave that set out because you don't like him? I used to be like, oh, he threw for only 100 yards. He played terrible. Be like, no, no, no. It's not just about stats. It's about wins and losses and how he plays. And this is his first full season. People are overlooking that so much, man. This is how many people had horrible first years. Peyton Manning, you know, set the rookie interception record. With yeah, so many times, and this is his first full season. And to be able to come in and do what he does, he's only going to get better. Only going to get better. Imagine after he's got four full years under his belt, you know? And so the guy is good. He's smart. He's doing what he's needed to do this year when he's had to throw for 400, like I've already said he has. When it's working, you hand it off. And they play for each other. They don't care who gets the glory. That's the one thing about the 49ers that, you know, you ask about when Garoppolo has his best game. He says, my receivers caught the ball. You know, the line blocked for me, gave me time to pass. He doesn't take credit for it. And it's the same thing that that's how they all are. Kittle, a lot of players, you know, if they get three pass attempts in the NFC Championship game when they he's been their number one option all year, you're going to hear him complaining. You don't hear a word out of that out of any of these guys. They're playing for each other. They don't care who gets the glory. They don't care how they win the game. They just want to win the game. And so Shanahan has a and Lynch, give both of them credit, have a very good culture going there right now. They're young. Debo's only going to get better. Garoppolo's only going to get better. Mostert is only going to get better. Kittle is what he is. This is still only his third year. He's only going to get better. Bosa's his rookie year. He's only going to get better. Quan mm-hmm. Alexander, they just signed for four years. He's young. Dre Greenlaw's a rookie. Fred Warner, the captain, other captain out there on the offense. And he's on only the defense, 22. Linebacker. He, me, this is his second year. Yeah, me and him are the same age. You get, So basically, he's young. Most of your players are young and still under the rookie contract. So that gives you plenty of years through four or five years to win as many as you can and then go from there. So they've got a good young team. And that's, you know, this Super Bowl, 
two weeks leading up is different than anything else they've had to deal with. But like I said, I believe Garoppolo going through this is huge. Sherman going through it is huge. They can give you know the young guys advice. But they've got a good young team, and hopefully they get it done this year, and that's their focus next year. Whether they get it done this year or not, that'll be their focus next year. They've got nothing, anything short of winning a Super Bowl for the next five years for the 49ers is a failure. So I'm excited about it, obviously. I'm just excited for the future, too. It's not just, I mean, tomorrow we're in the Super Bowl. We can seriously take this home, but they're going to be right. They're going to be right there for, you know, the foreseeable future. So that's football. We hit Kobe on our last podcast. It's up right now if you want to check it out. Give us a voice message on Anchor. All-Star Games coming up for basketball. Um, Interested to see. Now, Now they said that. Um, team Giannis is wearing 24, and then Team LeBron's wearing 8 to honor Kobe Bryant. No, uh, Team LeBron's wearing 2 for Gianna. 2, sorry. Yeah, and, and then, then Gianna. 24 for... Yeah. So that's that's going to be... And I'm sure there'll be another tribute. This this week, man, every team that plays at home for the first time has been doing a tribute to them. And the really, really cool one was in Boston, just because, you know, the Boston-Lakers the rivalry. Was, we didn't think Kobe Bryant could break our hearts one more time. And he did. Yeah, that was it, that. That was that was really good. I mean, I have the NBA has come together uh, unlike anything you know I've ever seen, and just the entire sports world. Nobody, you look at all your at all your iconic athletes from football to basketball. You know, Joe Montana, Namath, Bradshaw, and then Abdul Jabbar and. Magic and Bird and I mean they're all here you know they get they've got money to travel how they want to travel they've got money to take care of health issues like some of us wouldn't have they've they don't usually go early and just for it to happen with him in this fashion it's never been seen before in any sport and so that's why it's been just such a shock and so hard to wrap our heads around I'll be excited to see because it's been reported they're going to honor Kobe Bryant in the Super Bowl. I don't know how. Roger Goodell said they would. I'll be interested to see what they do. They already had me in tears last time with the tribute to him with that six-and-a-half-minute video. I can't imagine what they're going to do in the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, it's not basketball, so I don't think it's going to be, you know. Well, no. They'll but... do something, but it's not going to be a huge – I mean, basketball needs to. Um, football, it's the Super Bowl, and so I know. I just it won't be like as much. A, but... I don't know. I still cry like a bit no matter how cheesy it is, but – yeah, so but the just props to the NBA for everything that they've done. The Lakers first home game last night, that was um it was awesome. The last Laker game that Kobe went to was with Gigi and they had the two seats that they were that they were sitting on with Kobe's jersey and Gigi's jersey on there and some flowers courtside. And uh, Usher did an amazing job on that amazing Grace song. Man. And the end of that when he just went off and just did it mm-hmm. you know on the moment with whatever words came to him i don't think the end of the song when he just started singing it wasn't amazing grace anymore i think that was just all impromptu that he it just came it. up to with at the moment and uh then um wiz khalif and that other guy that did the piano i don't know his name but he did that was that was at halftime that was incredible um they just, and charlie puth i believe that's yeah his name. that's right the song yeah, that was so the Lakers organization just did a great job. They've handled this 
you know, is just top notch, top notch. And I said props to the entire NBA with how they've how they've come together. And this is, you know, so we weren't going to get on Kobe too much in this one, but this this generation of players, this you know, like a lot of people have said, this is their Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. You know, Trey Young and all these younger players, they grew up watching Kobe, and so. Jordan was really before their time. They know who Jordan is because they're basketball players and they're athletes and they, you know, know the game, but they grew up watching Kobe. And so there were players on every team that were just crying during the tributes and you know, he was their he was their hero and he was the one that got them into the game because they loved it and loved watching him and so his effect on everybody was league-wide and worldwide. His following in in China is <laughs> incredible you know and so i don't know how to describe it but sports to me is i love it there's just something about there's no words to put it if it wasn't for the year 2006 the rose bowl and kobe bryant i would never watch sports or have a career in sports i just love everything about it i wake up i love studying film i just love that i know you love sports and something that we both love and i will till day we die in after (laughs) Yep. So Super Bowl, man, here we go. Let's do it. Next week we'll be talking about who the champion is, how the game went, and, and a then lot of free agency to... stuff is going to happen. I'm yeah. Excited. Next week we'll have a lot of talk about the free agents. Let you know who they are, where we think they're going to land. Um, what else? Basketball, of course. Will Drew Brees retire? He's going to spend some time thinking about that. Is Brady? Going no. to the Chargers? Going to the Raiders? I don't see the Raiders. No, they're moving to Las Vegas. No, I know. But we'll talk about that. There's a lot of that going to happen. I'm, I love free agency. And we'll just see what happens in the next month and a half. we got the Combine this month. We're going to see yes. how Tua Talanova, pronounced that wrong, he will not be participating besides just he needs to pass his physical. We'll just see what happens. Joe Burrow, going to the Bengals. We'll see. We got, we'll talk about that. I'm excited to talk about that and what Joe Burrow brings to the NFL. Where's he going? I hope not the Bengals because your career is going to be wasted. Not because of his lack of talent, because of the owner. <laughs> and so I think Joe Burrow is going to be great, but he cannot go to the Bengals. Cannot. Or his career is not going to be what it could potentially be. All right. Well, that'll do it again. Complete sports talk. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Awesome.